name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I don't even want to know when the last time I recorded a podcast. I'm not going to look. I could. I could find out very easily, and I'm not. I'll tell you why, because it's embarrassing. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think the last time I did one, if I had to guess, and I'm not looking, 1978. If That's just a guess, but I'm not going to find out the truth. I've been busy, and in a good way. We had the race. You know that, and the, this and that, but it's the book. It's the book. Woo! I will say that I am thankful the editor um, is just great. Uh, she's like on it. So she, so I had a little lull post-race, which was good because I was recovering from that whole thing. And then the notes came back. And so then I was like, okay, I guess this is what that is. And I got had to get back into it. And anyways, the book is it's forming up. It's pretty cool. If you're just joining me, it's a book on ultra running um, for normal people. Literally, that's part of the time. I'm not going to give it all away. You know, I'm very excited about it. It's starting to shape up now. So now we're like in the kind of the final throes of the editing process. But boy, oh boy, a lot of work, a lot of work. So um, yeah, but I'm back in business uh, with this podcast. Got some stuff to talk about. And one of the things is bacon. Um, turns out it's good for you, which is weird. No, uh, my daughter, my uh, that boy-girl twins, the da- the girl of that little pairing, was at Circus Silks. She's very obsessed with Circus Silks right now. If you don't know what that is, it's silks hanging from the ceiling and you do all this crazy acrobatic stuff. And she's really having a great time with it and she's great and good at it. Um, side note, and you know I don't talk a lot about food in this thing, but the guy who runs it, the circus company, circus training, he happens to be uh, plant-based slash vegan. So I saw him, and I've known him for years. Anyway, really nice guy. Anyway, I saw him at the market. He goes, your daughter's like super strong. And I was like, I know, and without any protein. Um, anyways, and we had a good old uh, nerdy laugh about that. And everybody else in the market really was like, not kind of didn't know what to make of that. Anyway, so she was at Circus Silks and this little girl uh, was nearby and somebody was at, because all the kids talk about food. Not my kid, but they so you're vegan? Is that kind of thing? And these little girls, she's like eight years old. She goes, you're vegan? And my daughter goes, uh-huh. And the girl goes, what's that? And I goes, that's kind of cool. And my daughter, so I just don't eat animal stuff. You know, they don't make a big deal out of it, just like I don't. And so that's what it is. And the girl goes, you've never had bacon? Like right there. And my daughter goes, no. And then the girl, eight years old, she went here. Wait for it. <clears throat> Next question. You've never had bacon in pancakes now i want you to listen to my words because not bacon and pancakes she said have you ever had you never had bacon my daughter said no and then the next question of all the things that you could eat possibly if you weren't vegan and that people do every day including dogs for instance i'm just saying there it's there's a lot of stuff a lot of choices she went from bacon to bacon in pancakes well, my daughter was interest. She was it was picked her interest. She said, "What is that?" Well, my mom makes bacon, rolls it in pancakes, dips it in maple syrup. Delicious, yeah. Good God, I feel like I missed out on the whole generation of that whole thing. Bacon. So she just went from bacon to bacon and pancakes. Near a mention of tuna melt, which is by far the. F- the best of the melts. Can we agree? Patty melt is like a distant second. and But tuna melt, it takes the pole position every time. 
but she, that's not even on the radar. It was bacon and then bacon and pancakes. <clears throat> Speaking of of that, uh, there was an NIH study, um, and here's the title: Our bodies respond differently to food. A new study aims to find out how. And I thought, well, that's groundbreaking. You mean your hypothesis is that everybody's bodies potentially respond differently? Could that be, oh, I don't know, because are all of our bodies are slightly different and we have different stress levels and different gut bacteria and different levels of efficiency of digestion and different food sensitivity? Is it because of that? Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's. Anyways, in the article, there's plenty of one-size-fits-all nutrition advice, but there's mounting evidence that people respond differently to food given differences in biology, lifestyle, and gut microbiome. That's shocking. I would have thought, see, if you had asked me, and I've been doing this a while, but if you had asked me, I would have said, oh, no, we're all exactly the same. So anything that anybody eats will be responded to in that human body. It doesn't matter who you are. Exactly. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what food you were raised on. It Exactly the same the exactly the, another quote for instance a published study showed that even when people eat identical meals their levels of triglycerides glucose and insulin response can vary really you mean that the one meal they eat could be a result of the, how they've been eating for the last 40 years and maybe they respond differently to that listen i could go on and on it's embarrassing Here, here's and, and i don't want to okay i'll be honest I don't want to go too negative on that because the thing is, it's not like it doesn't cost us anything for this study. If they want to find that, it's pretty obvious to me, but fine. So I, when I felt a little better when I read like the actual cost of it and I felt a little better, the taxpayer funded study is estimated to cost $170 million over the next five years. I don't even care if you divide that out by five years. I'm sorry. That's shocking. $170 million to fund a study that for a penny and an additional quarter, I could have nailed down the quarters of the gratuity, by the way. Mm. I'm having a little sip of bourbon. Here's what's weird. If, if I have a bourbon and then an alcoholic for 40 years has a bourbon, we respond differently. And I'm like, if can I have a, like a million and a half of that money? And I will prove that until the cows come home. Uh, thanks, season show notes. Hey, thanks, Patreoners who are still hanging in there. It's kind of sad. I got to tell you, you guys are pathetic. No, you're not. And I really appreciate it. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. You guys, I haven't to bite the bullet. You know, I don't like asking for stuff. It's true. That's why I never ask for like, I never have in this podcast. I don't, ugh, ugh. but I might do a Kickstarter and here's why, like a crowdfunding thing for my record. Because people, I just, you guys hear the music and I, I need like a little bit of, funding to finish this it's all done and being mastered but it's on a it's not pretty and i want to and, and there's a little record label that is thinking about putting it out but i've got to like chip in some of the it, it it's whatever but i might do that so keep an ear out on that will you uh that's you throw there i mean bad marketing for mine because i don't have it out so it's sort of stupid but on the small stepper side of things, small step intensive, for instance, I'm still running that. Um, I do have room for a few clients, 10% off on the small step intensive, but also another little special. I've worked with a couple couples. Ha, yeah. I'm doing a couple special that's basically 30% off. So if you took two people and did the intensive, it would be double the cost, right? So you take 30% off that total cost and you do it together. 
And that's significant, by the way. So if you have a friend that you want to do it with, it's added accountability. You just share the sessions and we're together twice a week, texting still individually and as a group. And it's really fun. And it can be a really good accountability thing that can continue beyond the 12 weeks of the intensive. Just throwing it out there, 30% off. Just shoot me an email, podcast at SidGarzahelma.com. And you can find out more for free. We can jump on a Zoom and we can discuss. Okay. Um, and that's it. Okay. So does this whole episode is called is about results because we're a little bit hyper obsessed with results and but and that's okay like we want if we want to work towards something we want a result the problem i have with a lot of the stuff in the healthy happy living arena is they don't we don't give enough thought to the we throw these words out and we go results i get good results but we don't really take the time to really define what those things are for us and so on that kind of side on that note, an article I read this morning in New York Times about therapy, does therapy work? Now, the the article is sort of inconclusive, but a lot of people don't like the studies. I can see why, but but it's sort of like, you know, one study like 50% benefited from it, 50% didn't, but it's really hard to quantify that because there's so many different kinds of therapy, right? There's you know more talk therapy. It just, it runs the gamut. So they were trying to kind of nail down, is it helpful? Not surprisingly, although more surprisingly than the study that showed that people, you know, respond to food differently, is that a lot of this has to do with the person. I mean, you know, I'm, I would say with regard to my small step intensive, pretty darn successful, but not a hundred percent. And the reason is, is because it's, well, it could be because of me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I can quantify the few times where people have come back to me and said, eh, it hasn't been working. First question out of my mouth, you run into steps list? No. Okay, well, they're not doing the small steps approach. It's like you either are in or you're out, but you can't be out and then complain about the thing, just like in therapy. You can't say like, ah, therapy didn't work. Well, did you do the exercises and like whatever the therapist was? Assi- no. Well, then it's, you know what I mean? So some interesting things were about the fact that the, the um, therapy, the who the therapist, how the therapist is, how they relate to the client, said a lot about the success of that approach. So you could have two therapists with the exact same approach, same schooling, same kind of you know what their thing is, but one of them, in personality wise, let's say, or just by chance locked up with a client in a way that's you know kind of meshed, would have greater success. Again, not brain surgery, pretty pretty cool, right? So it's not, it's really hard to say. I'm a huge fan of therapy, by the way. So if you're wondering, like, is he trying to... No, I'm not. I think it's amazing. I think that it's not the only thing. I think that journaling is amazing. I think that breath work is amazing. I think that healthy eating is amazing. I think that light exercise or enough, that, but not too much. All those things are great, but therapy is incredible. I think voicing things, getting it out of your head, whether it's in a journal or with a therapist, and getting some guidance potentially from a therapist or at least just airing it out and being able to look at it with some perspective is incredible. There have been a few occasions when I'm working with people where heavy stuff comes up. I'm not a psychologist and I go, listen, you should jump into therapy so that I can do my work of habit change and stress management. And then you can sort of tackle that whole thing that came up unexpectedly when you started to pay a little closer attention to what was going on. Stop using food as a way to mask that stuff. Well, you know, it's it happens. We all have stuff, and it's difficult work. On that note, it seems to me that for those that where therapy isn't working, and they hinted on this in this article, by the way, and you'll this is tying into results. Trust me, work with me on this. Is that there with all these kinds of things? There's like hard work always hiding in the corner somewhere. Therapy can, this isn't the fault of therapy. Again, this is the fault of the 
person, and I that sounds a little harsh, but it's freaking true. There's there is no hacking. I'm deep in my book. I told you, and so there's a lot about this. Why I like ultra running is you can't hack ultra running. You cannot. You have to get your feet on the ground, and it will work. But you can't be like I'm just gonna do a the little band that shakes my belly. No, you gotta. It's you. There's certain you can distract yourself, but then eventually you're gonna land on this thing of like, all right, fine. And I've always said like my best clients are those that have just done a hundred billion diets because they're just they're done distracting themselves. I need, I'm successful when somebody's like, all right, oh God, okay, fine. That's, I'm like, yes, that's the thing. I'm, I don't want to work with people who are like, oh my God, this sounds so fun. I'm going to lose all this weight. I'm like, da, 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 da. we're not there yet. Go do 10 more, crawl to the finish, work with me. Then hard work comes out of the, out of the corner, but then you're willing to go to the mat on it. You're willing to actually take that down. Therapy works for some, not for others. As with any approach, it's contingent, it's contingent on the person as much as it is on the approach. Look, there's some, and, and by the way, there's just some intangible things where one type of approach works with a person because they're a personality and that same approach cannot work with another person because of their personality. There's a lot of sort of find a therapist that, you know, inspires that change in you that, that, that gets you to the place that you want. Oh, is he talking about results already? Yes, he did. He seamlessly got there. But work with somebody in that arena or, or, or do something in that arena that gets you the, quote, results that you want to get. One of the favorite quotes in this particular article is this, quote, it's not a fair comparison to look at how they're doing, the patient or the client, the, da uh, the day therapy ends. Quote, we're aiming to go farther to change something fundamental so that people can be can feel more at peace with themselves and have more meaningful connections with others. So now we're talking therapy. Now we're talking results. Now we're talking, what are we really looking for when we talk about therapy? I heard Bill Maher one time um, you know, criticize, I think it was Howard Stern. He's like, you've been in therapy 20 years, don't you? It's like, you know, that's how that works. It's like saying, you've done yoga for 10 years. Weren't you done after the first year? No, it's, it's a practice. It's, it's all the things that I work in, the world I work in, is all establishing long-term practice. It doesn't mean you're at fault because you've seen a therapist for 20 years. It could be, I mean, it could be. It could be a crutch and you're not moving your life forward and you rely on that. Okay, fine. But it also could be amazing. It's not objectively one way or the other. You could be in a therapy thing with for 20 years and keep killing it because it's that outlet for you. It frames things in ways that you can kind of see with perspective and you can put things into, into perspective that way so that they're not taking you down and you can see other ways to move around. I mean, there's all those amazing things that happen. But to just say, oh, they finished therapy and they didn't get the quote result that they wanted means probably that that person did not define that result in a way that was in line with how they actually want to live their lives. I like that he said to change something fundamental so people can feel more at peace with themselves and have more meaningful connections with others. That's the stuff, man. Now, again, I'm not a psychologist, but I will say that my work is to that kind of end. My work is not a before and after in People Magazine. Weight loss, for instance, that people come to me often to deal with is a, a, a very distant side effect to that piece. And until people understand that, I'm not ready to have the conversation about food and diet until I feel somebody's at that place where they realize that 
making peace with themselves, that learning to live a life where they know how to treat themselves is the result. And it's not a quantifiable in the world. Remember my my mantra, and I wish there was a synonym for mantra. I've got to look it up. Do, I, do you guys have a thought? I don't like the word mantra because it elicits all sort of hair on the body, in the armpits. It's, I, that's all I'm saying. But my mantra is mind first, body second. But if you look at most results, where most results live, it is in the body because those things sell. I got it. I got it. That's why I don't drive a fancy car. Those things sell. A body-oriented results result sells. And body, by the way, can doesn't have to technically mean body, but it can be uh, a better job. Something physical, tangible, quantifiable, measurable. Well, he was doing therapy and then he got a better job. He succeeded and that guy could be miserable, not at peace with himself, not having meaningful connections with others. We put things on money. We put things on jobs. We put things on weight, six-pack abs. We put things on tangible things because it sells and we can make sense of it, but it's not primarily, fundamentally, what most human beings are looking for, in my opinion. Certainly not every single person who's come to me to lose weight. And then I have that conversation with them and say, let's reframe this. Let's more clearly define that result for you. I don't write it, but I ask questions that get them to the thing. Oh, it's just, you just want to lose weight. Yeah. Okay. We'll go on a diet. Well, it's not going to last. Oh, wait, what? Oh, you want to keep it off. Oh, do you want to think about food all the time? No. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want to measure count and weigh stuff. Why? Oh, cause it's miserable. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, okay. Are you ready to do the hard work? Because you've been distracting yourself with all that bullshit for 10 years and being told by some dietitian that you got to eat more protein and you got to measure this and you got to quantify that. And all of a sudden that's your world. You're not at peace with yourself. You're not, you're living in conflict with the way that you ultimately want to live. If you could just have about five minutes of quiet. And again, deep in the book, because I'm talking about, it's a weird book. You guys, it's on ultra running, but it's, it's a philosophy. It's a, I just want you guys to read it. I'm very happy. I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with it. So I don't know. You know, it's almost done. It's 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 kind of cool to just kind of see this go in a weird way. And this is completely un. And again, this didn't even come out till next year. There's no sell here. I have no link. But having an editor is essentially like you know, it's like having that fresh eyes. That's what therapy does. That's what working with people can do. That's what having a friend to be accountable to. It's like having, you know, we're a social species. And where, where something like therapy turn, turn, is very, very helpful is that in this sort of fake fakery social world where social media makes us think we're being social, something like therapy can be that one-on-one deeper dive connection-based communication that is severely lacking. We're on social media and we think, oh, I talk to all other people all the day, but I'm like always like, do you really though? But do you really? Oh no, yeah, no, I've been, I've been on a Facebook thing, but is it really? It's, I mean, how is it really? You know what I mean? That's what I do. The deeper, meaningful connections, the learning how to, how to prioritize being at peace with ourselves, being able to define what a result actually is. And even if you want to lose weight or something like that, that's a fine result. But ask yourself, is it a short-term result or is it a long-term result? One thing is going to drive you to whatever flashy program you find. The other is going to make you sit down on your couch for a few minutes. And by few minutes, I mean days and if not weeks. And really get your head around what it's going to take and what you want to do and how how ready you are to do it. But don't jump to the cell of a, of a flashy result because guess what? Ain't going to last. Never does. Never will. The only thing that will do is get you coming back for more 
because it's sort of that addictive model of you get excited, you go all balls out and then you fail and then you feel crappy and then you get excited because a new thing comes in and then that you go all balls out and so on and so forth. And that's the quick fix model, quick fix model. Okay. So result, quantify your result, quantify your result. Again, I always say, and this is no sell here on the small steps thing. I'm just saying, I never talk about food with clients until way, way later in the day. And I, by the way, will never, I've never taken food away from anybody. My thing is like, look, if you have a healthy baseline of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, the one thing I do recommend, and again, I don't add in a lot, but this will at least one to two times a week, bacon and pancakes. Stubborn Quiet you Silent Smile you See through eyes, rough and you polished Any more time Don't waste any more time Don't waste any more time Don't waste any more time
blockade you Walk through Don't waste any more time Don't waste any more time Don't waste any more time Don't waste any more time